0: Welcome to the Leaders of B2B podcast, a weekly show where we bring you interviews and in-the-weeds expertise from today's B2B experts and thought leaders. You can see more about today's episode and guests by visiting our website at leadersofb2b.com. This episode is brought to you by Content Allies. At Content Allies, we turn you and your organization into industry thought leaders. We interview you and your leadership team and then turn those interviews into articles, white papers, videos, podcasts, and social content. Learn more and say hello at contentallies.com. Awesome. So Jeremy, can you give us a little bit more background? Who are you? What do you do? And uh, what's the business that you work with?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Jake, thanks for having me on. Uh, Jeremy Boudinet, director of marketing at Ambition. Ambition is sales management software built for the Malaya workforce, basically track all of your data in real time uh, from CRMs, phone systems, etc., and broadcast it to all of your front office teams or whoever you want and get crazy analytics, uh, reporting, and all that sort of stuff around it. It's meant to motivate both reps and managers and uh, give crazy visibility. Around uh, how your teams are performing. So, yeah, we—I've uh, been with Ambition for almost three years. We're a we're a SaaS startup that is based in Chattanooga. Uh, came out of White Combinator a few years ago, and it's uh, coming off a really really good year. for Revenue four uh, hundred percent, came profitable. Um, really a lot of momentum right now, and I was hired as our first director or first business team member, I should say, and uh, was the original marketing lead and have been the only marketing (laughs) team member ever since, actually. So, been an interesting ride. I I did not uh, have any training in in marketing or SaaS or any prior experience going into this. I I have a law degree (laughs) and uh, a lot of people would probably questioned, you know, how did you get from that to that? But I, uh, knew these guys in college and they were co-founders. And I actually had, uh, between you, me and the podcast listeners, a a paper writing business back in college. And (laughs) they, (laughs) this is like the height of, of HubSpot's content marketing era, I guess. And, and the, the hype around that. So they hired me, like okay, we know this guy can can churn out content and all that stuff. So it's been fun. I've learned. It started with that, but it it's really evolved over the last two and a half, three years. And I'm just really am surprised at how how passionate I still am, and and just excited I am just to be to be in the profession. So yeah, man, glad to glad to be sharing sharing my story with you.
0: Yeah, so that's a crazy story that you come. You're a, basically a lawyer turned marketer here. By it sounds almost kind of like accident and coincidence. Um, and so I'm curious. Yeah, what has that been like to transition into this or to to learn this new role? Um, and what has that been like to kind of join into the team?
1: Yeah, so very interesting pivots uh, over about three years from you know graduating law school. I graduated law school. 2012, the University of Pittsburgh, and I worked for an attorney, like during law school and and afterwards, where I was essentially tasked with doing. She was a, a solo practitioner, so I was doing all the heavy lifting, research, and drafting of briefs, essentially in support of her, her plaintiff's case. So, in law, it's it's actually a very uh, something that I don't think a lot of people really discuss. But for me, it was very natural to segue because my my work with her was all built around established precedent use legal precedent to you know like frame the arguments that the facts are in our favor and and basically prove out our case using precedent and then the facts of the current case so it's it was based around establishing credibility and validity and legitimacy and uh with with uh the difference, I guess, being that the judge had to read what I wrote, and, and no one has to read what, what you write as a marketer. So that so there was that, and then right before I joined Ambition, actually, I was working as a recruiter, third-party, uh, broker-style recruiter for law firms. So I was actually doing a lot of cold calling, lead you know, creating my own leads, closing deals, and working B2B, B2C-side Um You know, two side accounts trying to place candidates uh, in attorney positions um, for law firms. So, kind of from there, had the segue and came into marketing for ambition. And we had just graduated Y Combinator. And I was learning about what we did. I was the first thing I read about is gamification. And I'm like, that does not sound like something that's legitimate. (laughs) So, my initial, my instant thoughts were okay, we have to prove. Our legitimacy proved that we had value to clients, and that was like a natural thing i I'd, I'd been trained to do for two years as a lawyer. So it was actually a pretty it, it was more natural than I thought it would be, and uh, it was more much more fun researching and and creating content for them than it was, you know, drafting a a court brief for the Third Circuit of, of Pennsylvania about some super arcane uh, rule of civil procedure. <laughs> so, <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's been a, it's been a welcome welcome transition.
0: So then I'm curious. So yeah, you you come in here to ambition, and you've got this challenge to turn gamification into something that people believe in. That's something that's legitimate that people are willing to actually pay for. And so, I mean, how did you build that argument? How what were the? Because I imagine that's probably one of the first steps of really all of this is you know making this so people believe in it. And so, what what was your process in making that happen?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, great question. So let me frame this for just to add some context. So Ambition started out, literally started out as fantasy football for sales. We were a platform that was built to score, give each rep a holistic score based around three or four key metrics and benchmarks. And we tied into your CRM, you know, or like Salesforce or a phone system. So what we could do is have managers scoring reps and then running competitions, either team-based or individual-based, Around the individual scores that the reps had, so we kind of set up to where you've always been tracking your metrics. You've always, you know, salespeople have been doing contests, speaking of time. But what we did was we kind of like flattened it, where you could have inside sales competing versus outside sales, and every person has a personalized benchmark or goal around a couple key metrics, and they're seeing their progress, they're seeing the score go up, and they're able to have this very simple. Uh, way to see their goals and track their progress to them and then compete on them in a kind of fun way that, you know, was very relevant to the millennial workforce. So that was, that was gamification and it, it was very tough because gamification when I read about it, it's bunch ball, it's like badge bill. It's these companies where, Oh, go level up. If you do so-and-so or you get an extra badge in your, your avatar and that's what the connotation was. And so, my, one of the first things I did was I wrote an article for Information Age that actually went like was still was, was insanely popular. They actually did like a whole thing about it, end of that year, which was uh, based around why gamification uh, is in the Gardner hype cycle trending down into the into like the the trough of disillusionment, I think it was, and it was because it doesn't add real value to people. It's it's frankly childish. So I was almost like trying to like uh, position ambition as against starting to get away from gamification, or if if at the very least as being gamification, maybe but like 2.0, 3.0. And since then, so you know, working for a startup like like this, the com- the products evolved so much now where we have all these BI aspects, we have all these like we have triggers. And all this other stuff that, you know, send automated reports to managers and and that sort of thing. And a recognition aspect where you can choose a personalized YouTube clip to play on Office TVs and have it go off when someone hits a certain goal. They're really not, I mean, that, that are removed from gamification completely. So, I uh, what we've just done over time is try distance ourselves as much as possible while still having to, to grip, to grasp with the fact that the Harvard Business Review has written an article about us called Sales Director can Turn Work into a Fancy Sport, <laughs> which has been, which is like amazing because it's third-party validation of our, of the results we're getting, but it's only talking about one aspect of the platform. So we've tried to build out a just very, um, just total, try to give as much visibility as possible into what does the entire platform look like? And uh, I think we're starting to get really good about doing that. We're doing client-run webinars each month where they literally walk through their Ambition account and show how they're using it. And we're turning those into spliced up YouTube clips and, and playlists and videos and all that sort of stuff. So people could see, okay, yeah, you, you can do competitions, but you can also do uh, our, our productivity quadrant where you're literally a manager who is looking at a, like Gartner magic quadrant style graph, but it's your, your team members. The x-axis is their activity metrics, you know, phone calls, emails, whatever. And the y-axis is revenue or goals and just goal acquisition metrics essentially. So it's been a, it's been very, very interesting navigating that with the positioning and uh, we're still, we could still be better about it um, probably on the website and stuff too, but it's, it's definitely gamification, just a, a very, that just a very interesting battle with that over the last, last two and a half, three years.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of makes a lot of sense in terms of how the market perceives you and how people like how you tell your story and everything and get that out there. Um, So what did that look like? You know, I guess what challenges have you run in when you actually started talking to customers or you had people that wanted to sign up or buy the product? Um, How has that kind of story transitioned into the actual conversations with customers?
1: Sure. And so I'm I'm measured, by the way, on, you know, all obviously total marketing. Marketing channel inbound qualified lead acquisition. So we we think a lot. I, I've really just spent the last years thinking about how do we drive these conversations into you know down the funnel in a very positive, constructive way, and as efficiently as possible. So I think one of the biggest challenges we faced is again having some of our top assets be discussing the platform, but only with just with the with the uh, denominator gamification attached to it, uh, one of the things we've tried to do is we've also really had to um, combat the fact that that people um, essentially see gamification as a like one of the last tools you need in your in your sales stack. We had to get out and say, "Here's why this is the essential." tools. See there's you know, why change? Why you, why now? So we are attacking problem that I think a lot of organizations know they need to change, which is transparency, uh, killing silos between your workforce, having, you know, people accountable, sampling goal driven, metric driven workforce, all all that sort of thing. And one of the things that we've really worked hard at doing is is putting out a ton of content and having ebooks, case studies, um, really showing how those doing accomplishing that using ambition is tied to clear proven hard ROI, you know, which is revenue increasing, it's it's activity metrics increasing, it's uh, managers becoming you know X more uh, efficient, and that sort of thing. So we've we've built out a, a case. We're just trying to build out an arsenal of of contents that's showing we're. We're doing this not just in in software companies. We're doing logistics. We're doing it in call centers. We're doing it with SMBs. We're doing it with uh, high growth, mid market, all that sort of stuff. So that's been one of my probably major challenges was starting from scratch, where we didn't have really anything around that to having a like very solid, robust, and easy to tailor and access for sales, um, just content library that that can be tailored based on who's reaching out to you uh what what their their behavior on your website you know shows their interest to be all that sort of stuff so um yeah that's kind of a long way to answer i think that that kind of covers a lot of ground with, with that question
0: yeah and so um i guess question like you kind of talked to here a bit about the data and how you're measured on you know total marketing lead acquisition and everything and so, yeah, I'm curious, I mean, how you guys are using data and ambition because clearly, I mean, your platform is about, you know, <laughs> making you guys, making you guys more data-driven. And so, I mean, how do you guys internally use this or, you know, what tools are you measured on or what metrics are you measured on? What what does that look like?
1: Yeah, so we – it's funny because, uh, you know, as a marketer, as an inbound marketer, I felt – and as a solo, just a solo marketer where it was – it's me doing this – Almost everything except uh Travis, our CEO, runs the website. And so I, I use we use Pardot and we use Salesforce for like the main main two tools for us. And we actually just switched to Marketo to try to um, essentially build out a just revamp the processes in a way that operations and marketing and sales are like vastly more aligned. So, but going back to, to Pardot, when I was on Pardot, we were building out all these, these uh, trackable processes. So, we were building out email marketing, we're, we're building out landing pages, we have case studies, we're, we're testing segmented uh, drip campaigns, all that sort of stuff. And so, we essentially got down to where all that matters is how many people each month are coming to the website and clicking contact us, filling out the form and are qualified. And we have a very strict qualification process for, for sales. We have to be efficient with uh, our time as a startup. So what we did was, was set up that, uh, set system to where I could see, you know, here's the people coming down the funnel, here's the SQLs making it all the way through. And, um, testing out which content worked best with that so my my compensation was t- is tied to sqls it's tied like that's the only thing that matters so we would have that for me and then sales actually had um we all have ambition accounts obviously and sales has you know progress charts all that sort of stuff we have leaderboards we're small companies so ambition uh ambitions i don't Client is usually somebody with with at least twenty potential users, but we're still using it. And yeah, we just we're able to essentially all see our goals and all see you know are we going to hit them. The challenge for us actually with marketing, what, what we we acutely felt why we we're switching to Marketo is seeing um, you know what is each individual activity we're doing, how well is it aligning with driving inbounds. Like we knew we grew inbounds big time last year, but we didn't, we didn't have a really like great way to granularly look into what was doing that. And that was, was tough. I like, so we would like going forward. Now we're going to have a much more kind of like in sales where you can get to the point where if you're an inside sales team with a well built process, you could say, all right, you do 23 phone calls. It's going to lead to X increase in revenue. Um, so it's kind of like, we're trying to figure that out for marketing, but, um, yeah. we essentially, yeah. So, sorry, man, go ahead.
0: No, that's awesome. And so, I mean, with that is like those, as you start kind of doing these platforms and you guys have a software product and you have your marketing and everything, and you guys are a small team. I mean, does that become a challenge to build, to to balance building out the product versus, you know, handling the marketing side of things and what does that look like and how do you guys kind of handle all I guess integrating all that together or prioritizing?
1: Great question, man. So we uh, we're we're a product driven company. I think that's one of the best things I can say about our leadership. Our CEO Travis is uh, uh, very is a, essentially a essentially de facto CTO and works with a great we have a great team of engineers you know with them and marketing you know as far as changing the website and that sort of stuff is very very low on the priority list, as far as like what, where can I spend my time? Because Travis is also doing customer success, creating all these efficient processes for that. And uh, you know, it's been a very, it's I would say bandwidth and constraint has really both challenged us and and also been good for us in some ways because we've we've had to learn how to become incredibly efficient. And you know, we we were at nine people um, from much of last year, but we grew 400% and we, um, you know, record December record quarter. And that was with, you know, nine people, which is, which is crazy. And so we, um, I I think with marketing, one of my biggest challenges internally was, okay, so I've created all this this content. We have 350 blog posts. We have all these ebooks. We have all these case studies, you know, I'm talking with clients. Where do I spend my time? Like, what can I do to maximize the efficiency of of all the activity I've done previously and that I can I can be doing moving forward? So, um, with with Marketo, that's kind of one of the things we decided to do now is have our sales ops leader Dan Dan Nice, who's a amazing ops guy, amazing sales guy, come in and and have a lot more ownership in helping build out. Processes that are fully aligned with sales and marketing because we—that was the challenge for us with sales. Obviously, we need to sell, we need to close deals. We've got you know good Salesforce operations, but it's not nothing crazy, and uh, we're doing a lot of manual. You know, uh, I'm using you know clear Clearbit to initially is manually in some some cases, and you know we're just doing a bunch of these mail processes that could all be streamlined and tied together, and so it's kind of this race towards alignment. I think is um is kind of the goal for 2017 for yeah. us. Is a, yeah.
0: It seems like um, you guys have uh, just you know, it's like you're almost these constraints are causing you guys to prioritize and figure out what's the most important things to focus on, and you have to kind of do them manually to test them out first, you know, until you've got the capacity or the growth to to actually automate everything.
1: That's a, yeah, and that's a great way to frame it. I think you know we've we you know you go around the muck instead of. I will say this. I think we've done it's, it's hurt us, but it's also benefited us is being the, the inefficiencies the like doing things, just manual, you know, not, you know, we're, I'm very much a, a, you know, manual, start out in the muck, wait around and figure out how to, how to make it efficient type type guy with the process side of things. But it's helped us understand. I think we've, we've really gotten, um, able to like a build out an amazing library of, of, assets we can use be uh figure out the best ways to to create processes around those we know what we want to do with them and we've seen what worked and we've like been tracking you know okay here's the day we now have after doing you know these blog posts what is the thing that is you know the triggering high seo for us that sort of thing um and so it's like literally, uh, my SEO strategy for 2017 is is based around. I was mainly going through and removing all of our our Pardot custom redirects all over the internet. So those included my my posts that I had republished from the ambition blog, my LinkedIn page, and in doing that and going back through all these old posts, painstaking process. Like just Plow sucked. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> um, <laughs> There's no way no way to explain it, but like I realized as I was doing that it's an amazing revelation I was like the this is actually the LinkedIn posts that were getting like very high engagement um on LinkedIn and we are also uh on our on the ambition blog were the posts that performed the best with s e o if they're on LinkedIn, they didn't get good engagement, then that it did nothing, but our looks I knew what our best posts were from an SEO standpoint. So this was a, it was just a very interesting, actually do, can you cut that out by the way? I hate shit. I hate to like cut that out, but that's like, uh, um,
0: yeah, no problem. That's it, right, fine.
1: <laughs> just in case that's Louie, my, that's my secret strategy for 2017. That, that was amazing. <laughs> um, no, no the, Yeah. So, uh, I guess cutting that out, uh, just, yeah, we, we basically did all this, this background labor, and now we're, we're ready to, to figure out how to wield it as effectively and efficiently as possible.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. And so I'm curious you know, you, you've, you it sounds like content marketing has been a really big part of this. You're obviously doing this ebook um, that's really huge joint promotion with some other big companies that you, it seems like you structured. Um, you know, what else has been effective for you guys in terms of growth and getting new users to sign up?
1: Yeah, great question. And I would say, besides content, the, the other biggest thing has been a, a keen, aware, well, number one, just really high level of engagement with our customers and um, knowing who they are, talking with them, leaning on them, getting uh, getting the validation from them out in the open instead of, you know, spending a lot of time, you know, trying to get press as much, that sort of thing. It's, it's, we really focused heavily on building customer relationships uh, that, that could develop into, into positive marketing assets for us. Like we were voted one of the AISP's top service providers of 2016. That's purely based on uh, people writing in on our behalf and, and that sort of thing. So that was a big part of it. And then the other side of that is having great awareness of who are our customers, who are the ones that are being the most successful, what do they look like, how do they buy, Uh, why they initially come to us that sort of thing what industry are they in what size all the the demographics we've become very data-driven now uh, both in terms of when inbound comes in we we're getting all of their data uh, by a clear bit some other enrichment method and we're getting instant insights into okay you should be getting content that's tailored towards you that we've created that's Maybe if you're in SaaS, it's another SaaS company, your size, and you're a VP of sales, so we're going to like have all the content be based around you know your persona. We're, we're completely persona-driven, and that's really the number one thing that probably made the switch to Marketo happen was in Pardot without Dan or an ops person stepping in to help. It's very tough to create all those 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 email processes and triggers, and pl- in in a coordinated fashion that that actually works and is scalable. So with Marketo, we're gonna, that's what we're trying to do in twenty seventeen.
0: Nice, that's awesome to kind of see that and just where you guys are taking that with um, using Clearbit to kind of create that custom content and everything. Um, are you doing anything in terms of like direct sales or affiliates or any other kind of tactics and anything in terms of like SDRs or outreach?
1: We're really not. We are. Um, we don't have any. We don't houseforce biz dev. We uh, we're, we're in purely in house and so we're purely inbound driven. We're like 90, I think ninety percent of the deals we closed last year uh, originated as inbounds. Um, and so that's another thing that we want to do to drive growth going forward is that if we we know that if we can scale that and we can consistently start increasing that um, that's that's like where the sales cycle lengths like, like dropped precipitously the uh, average deal size gone up you know uh, the conversion rates on the inbounds we had were really good the SQLs I think it was like um, you know like 30 40 percent something like that which is, which is great and so we're trying to we're essentially just trying to scale it that way, and then we're probably going to try to lean more on referrals just more directly work with customers to get referrals going forward I think that's that's another sound strategy but yeah i'm a I'm a big believer in going back to the law school thing, establishing a precedent of success and and then showing a prospect here's how you know figuring out that the the facts of a prospect's case, if you will, uh, align really well with this precedent that's in place, and and just, that's how you prove out, you know, this is worth spending five figures, six figures this year on. For your team, and you're gonna run your, you know, this is essentially part of a major alignment strategy for your for your organization. We have companies who are using us like like West that I mean they're running major, you know, major initiatives on us doing internal case studies and that sort of thing. So what do you most of the companies we're starting to sell to now are are pretty mid-market or enterprise? and it's we're we're not selling into we just a small group in your organization we're, we're really selling into um a big initiative that that's spanning multiple parts it's sales support it's sales and account management it's it's sales marketing that sort of thing so um yeah it's a uh it's a very very interesting to to watch this, the shifts in sales strategies on our side too i think because I, I credit our guys with uh evolving a lot, making some savvy savvy moves and how we're doing deals and how we're pricing ourselves and how we're we're going after accounts that we want and that sort of thing. So we, we've we've learned, you know, three years of of doing it with with the core group we we have had for the last really like year and a half, two years, there's been a benefit to that because we've 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 all felt the same thing. And instead of having to train new people, we've we've really just focused on honing our own craft and understanding it. So um, yeah, that's, uh, that's that.
0: That's awesome. And then, so what about this ebook that you're, you're doing? I want to he, kind of hear more about this as well because um, that was kind of what sparked this interview. And I'm very intrigued, um, first of all, about the topic, the ebook, what you guys talk about in there. But I'm also intrigued about how this came about because um, you know you guys are partnered in this with Lead, Lead Genius and Prezi, which are two you know, much larger companies. So I'm curious, did you start this initiative and put this
1: together, or how did this all come about? Great question. Um, and yeah, this ebook is, uh, it's cool. It's very exciting. I mean, it's, it's, I've been, been laboring over this thing with them for the last two months and it may be, you know, kind of a, kind of a high risk bet a little bit, but I, I, we've had success with partner ebooks before and, and these are two, two companies that are great to work with. So that's what sparked did. but yeah, to, to answer your question. So it's the, 2017 Trends and Tech Guide to B2B Sales and Marketing and how it originated. We uh, you know, graduated Y Combinator and we knew lead genius guys uh, from there and just have known each other for for two years or so now and did the ebook with them last last summer, them and another company called Persist IQ that was also out of Y Combinator. Uh, the the account based guide uh, to sales or the, the sorry bridging the gap the the guide to account based sales and marketing so um, got great returns on that and we've been wanting to do stuff with Prezi actually for a while uh, Prezi's uh, marketing leadership has a good relationship with our our leadership team we were almost going to do some Dreamforce stuff with them end up uh, opting out of that and going and doing off-stars. but we reached out to them with this concept of, okay, all three of our companies kind of have this, this span across business development, marketing, sales. Um, you can even use us for, you know, you can argue account management, support purposes, all three of us. So why don't we write an ebook that really tackles the broader, you know, the broader picture of all three of these, these departments. And so, it's, it would kind of stem from an ebook I'd done before the uh, inside sales software guide which we've done annually for the last two years but I wanted this to be much bigger much more value driven in terms of bringing trends into it and that was will wiki's idea from lead genius and I found I think we found that with when you bring it have three companies doing an ebook together and you have the collective resources of them and you bring like You know, one one customer or one uh, partner specializing in this, another specializing in this aspect, promotion, you know, uh, design, writing, be efficient, and get much better results with it. So, we, uh, yeah, I mean, that's basically the scenario behind it. But uh, Bridging the Gap, the account-based guide we did with the other two companies, really shocked me in terms of just long tail inbound Coming into it. It had some URL. Um, and it's great because like we could have done that ourselves, but it would have taken longer, probably would have had to spend money on like a designer. Uh it would have, it's it's was so much more efficient and the results were so much better. Cause um it's just, it's just much, it's all about going back to efficiency. If I'm gonna do something and if I'm gonna spend a decent amount of time on it, we're gonna Bet on it and bank on it for you know how it can help drive our marketing initiatives and our sales initiatives. Um, you know, make it what's like the best way we can maximize both efficiency for the maximum possible return. You know, so this was uh, this was that that sort of initiative for us. This is the most ambitious ebook we've ever done by far. <laughs> it uh, it features 112 original write ups about software companies in in you know all these spaces and it's. It's, it was a major undertaking. <laughs> yeah, it it's that pretty
0: incredible because you also identify all the major trends happening in technology, and then talk about the primary tools that match with each of them. It's a it's an in depth book you guys put together there, so that way I can see how that was no small feat.
1: Yeah, and it, you know, it's also because we're, we're passionate about it, and we we're like we live inside of it. Like I mean, I live inside of all these trends. They you know we're seeing them, we're leveraging them, we're battling against them. Where you know, selling into companies because of them, we're we're buying products because of them. So it was like, why not write an ebook about all this stuff? That's essentially, you know, combining the expertise from these three companies from three different, you know, ones. Prezi's two hundred, like you know, two hundred plus employees. Lead Genius is out like eighty. Ambitions out twelve, but you know, we still we have still like almost uh, just uh, you know just really strong growth rate. I really think that we you know, could be positioned to pull us off and do it really well. So that was, luckily it's, it's turned out well. We got had an article in the H- Huffington Post about today. Um, that was, that was really cool to see. And we got a bunch more coming out too. They're going to be talking about the subjects discussed inside at more, more greater length and all that sort of thing. So yeah, it's, um you know, man, I, and just as a practitioner and someone who's not an expert, and is is very much self-trained in a lot of ways. It's 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 interesting just to know you know there's probably a better way to do some aspects of this. There's a better way to do other aspects of this. We've the learning by mistakes and it's it's all about just getting to the next level, improving bit by bit, but seeing how you can improve as fast as possible, make those leaps and and progress better each each month. It's um. It, it's really that's how we measure ourselves, and I think it's helped us go out and try these sorts of things and see success from them. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it, it's exciting to to be at ambition right now and and see how far we've come, and still a very long way to go. I got about eight things in my mind right now that I know <laughs> we, need, you know, are hounding me, but it's 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 okay. It's that's part of the part of the the gig. <laughs> so.
0: Any uh, any last words, I guess, of advice for all the other marketers out there, or people that are trying to to get their startup growing and built off the ground?
1: Yeah, I mean, really, first of all, focus on client success. I, I really go back to precedent. You see these other high growth companies, and if you, as a marketer, start thinking, you know, inversely as to how most companies think, which is, you know, okay, how do I how do I lure you know get out here and lure people in, but you. you Instead, focus on your customers and what makes them happy, and building relationships with them, and like working that into something like for us, how I use ambition, where people are literally going through, showing the platform, showing how they use it, and validating the results themselves, not us saying it's them, by a video or some other some other format. That's that's going to accomplish uh, you know multiple goals in one place, and it's going to be super impactful. So look for opportunities like that. I think that's where marketers can be the most efficient is by, uh, at least in my space is by, um, by focusing on that and having that mentality drive what you're doing going forward. And this ebook with us, even it's, uh, you know, we send it to our customers and we, we really just want to, even after your customers, you're building that relationship, building that relationship and validating yourself and promoting them at the same time. So it's, yeah, that's, that's all there is to it, man. I think, uh, We'll keep learning, you know, it's a, it's a constant learning process. And that's why, uh, I, I always appreciate guys like you who are, who are experts and come in, help, help find a shortcut or two that, not <laughs> have to spend six months, you know, waiting around and try to figure out.
0: Nice. So well, that's awesome. Uh, great advice there. And so, um, for anyone that wants to look more into ambition, look more into this ebook or anything online, where can they go to find out about all this?
1: So ambition, we are at ambition.com. Definitely check us out. I, I really am amazed at, at, the quality of our engineering team. It's just, just building out a, a, like a platform that you could use across all your business teams. Give that a look. Uh, the ambition blog is really good. We post a lot of really valuable stuff on it. Uh, if you want to contact me, jeremy.boudinay at ambition.com, or you can find me on LinkedIn or Twitter at Boudinetj. Uh, yeah, and then check out last but not least, check out the the tech guide, the trends in tech guide for twenty seventeen. It's uh it's the real deal. It's not a we didn't skimp, you know. I've read a lot of, of, of guides or top tool lists where they they go and they copy paste the you know, uh, clearly copy paste a just, just one one paragraph pitch in there. We actually did original write-ups sourced based on you know, conversations with people who use the products and our own our own knowledge with them, and we attach them to exact needs facing every part of your front office team. So, if you're in in some part of your front office, for doing any revenue generation generation generating activity or talking to prospects or customers, give it a look. It's gonna be it's gonna be valuable.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks again for coming on the
1: show, Jeremy. You were great. Yeah, thanks, man. Really, really appreciate it. It's probably add that's the B two B trendsandtechguide.com so b2btrendsandtechguide.com is how you you can download it but yeah man thank you so much for having me on Jake it's been been fun fun to to come on discuss discuss what I do (laughs) so a lot to it
0: thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed this episode you can find links and show notes from today's episode at leadersofb2b.com